Welcome back to the podcast, How to Be an Unsuccessful Rapper, with me, Genesis Elijah. First of all, man, I have to apologise for the lack of episodes. I've been trying to get this one done for weeks. Our work has been mad. Everything's been going crazy. We've got a whole bunch of releases we've been getting ready for. Um, and actually, kind of um, related to this episode, I've been doing a lot of work with other artists getting them shows and getting their tours together. Uh, yeah, man, got some some big tours at the moment and some big tours coming up. So that's what I've been doing. So it's been super hard. Pause. Um, actually, wait, I can't do that anymore. Someone said, stop doing it. It's mad childish. I understand it's mad childish, but it's funny to me. But I'm actually going to stop doing it. I'm, I'm a chill, I'm a chill. But hope everyone's been doing good. I apologise profusely for not having episodes weekly or even bi-weekly but we should be back on track now and this is episode five i believe and this is um titled how to get shows so a lot of times when when i talk to artists and we have the discussion about how do you make revenue like how do you make money from being an artist one of the things that that comes out a lot or one of the main ways of making money is is live shows. And when you kind of think about that and go, all right, cool. So live shows is the way that most artists make most of their money. If you look at how artists go about doing live shows, um, getting live shows, it's, it's, it's piss poor, mate. It's really, really bad. And that goes for myself as well. Um, it's, it's only been very, very, very recently within the last year um, that I've really understood where I was going wrong. I'm a booking agent at, at Marshall, Marshall Live Agency. And over that year, I've learned so much um, just being around good agents, being around Stu, who's over there is my boss, and just kind of figuring out the strategies that he's been using to to book shows for his artists. And even though the genre is different, the methods are the same, man. And yeah, we're, we're, we're going to kind of, we're, we're going to kind of try and stay linear and try and stay on point, but we might have to move around and, and, and cover our tracks and go back and forth a little bit. Cause there's quite a lot to get into. There's the, there's the physical side. There's the, um, the practical side and there's the pre- um, preparation, all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll go through a few different bits and pieces. And if we have to double back on ourselves, we'll do that. It's cool. So I've kind of written notes and my notes were very sporadic. And again, not linear, not in, not, not kind of in, in the order that they should be. But we'll, we'll figure this out as we go along. So I feel like, the first thing I wrote down was, are you good live? Like, as an artist, what does your live show look like? How do you perform? Um, I, I've, I've always taken a lot of pride in performing live. Um, for me, the performance out of everything I do in music, performing live was always top of the list. That was always a thing I wanted to be the best at because there was a time when that's all I really had. Like I wasn't really recording. Um, we were just doing, we do freestyle shows and 
a lot of it was just was live performance. And I came up in an era watching really good live performers. So I'm watching Skinny Man. Skinny Man is someone who came up in the age of the sound clashes. Um, so again, his his style of performance was something that always spoke to me because obviously I love I love sound clashes. That's one of my things that I love. I came up watching uh fallacy and like all these guys who are really really good on stage so when i started to do my own live shows that was where i, I was kind of pulling my inspiration from and i, I kind of want to say like not to blow my own trumpet but a lot of people have said i'm one of the best performers and a lot of times when i do performance people will tell me yo this is one of the best performances i've seen live from a uk rapper um and yeah, man, I've always appreciated that. So these are the questions you need to ask yourself. Like, yo, how, how am I, like, do you watch yourself? Like, have you ever watched yourself perform and been like, okay, this wasn't right or, you know what I mean? Um, one of the things that I, I see a lot, yeah. They, this, I could point out a million things that artists do wrong on stage and, and I probably still do some of them. One of the things I always notice is when an artist they grab the mic off the mic stand and wrap into the mic, but leave the mic stand in the middle. Move the damn mic stand if you're not move if you're not if you're not using it, man. Like get rid of barriers between you and your audience. Another thing I see is them not looking at the audience, like looking to the side, looking at their DJ, looking at their guys on stage, looking at everything but the crowd. You have to connect with the crowd, man. You got to connect with them. That's one thing I always try to do um, is connect with the crowd, making sure I'm in the middle of the stage. Yes, I move back and forth. I move around a lot. Obviously, you know, I jump into the crowd, all that kind of stuff. But predominantly, I'm staying in the middle. You know you know exactly what's, what's going on. I'm not trying to hide, you know, where we are. And a lot of that comes from just time behind the mic, man. That comes from time on stage. Like I said, I might have been performing on stage. I, I grew up in church. So it's it was not like being on stage was not not was nothing new. I've been doing it since birth. Before I could do it, I saw my mum do it. I saw my dad do it. So again it was it was something I grew up with. Um so that that's a, is a is a privileged position I, I understand. But that regardless man, you gotta catch up. If if you weren't born into that position and that's not how you where you came from you got to catch up. There's no excuse for not having your live show as good as it can be. And a lot of times it comes down to getting on stage, man. Even when I, when I became, when it was just rap, when I was 15, I was traveling to open mics all over the place. I remember my dad having to bring me to like some random open mic in East London and being around, like, I didn't know anybody in the building, but I'm jumping on stage, tearing it down because to me, it was super important that I, that I I performed as much as I could, and sometimes that's that's a question that you kind of have to ask yourself. Like, how many shows have I done? Do I need to perform more? Like, is my live show really ready, or where can I where can I sharpen my my tools, man? So there's a lot of open mic nights. Make sure you get to those if you're if you're not um, getting booked for shows at the mo at, at the moment. Go do your practice, man. Another thing to kind of put onto the part when I'm saying it, do you, do you watch your shows or are you watching back your work? Are you watching game tape as they say in sports? Do you ever, are you watching like how people are reacting to your music? 
So if you have a set that you're doing, that you're performing, if people are reacting to certain songs and not to others, then you need to fix your set list because that's all part of your live performance. I did a show at, um, oh, it's a festival. I can't remember what festival it was, but I thought my set was cold. And to be fair, my set was cold. It was a cold set. But you know what the problem was? I was doing, the songs were good, but but I was doing songs that no one had ever heard before. And there were a few songs that people had heard and those songs went down really well. But when I did the new stuff that I thought was going to bang, it did not bang. There was two reasons for that. Number one, people just didn't know it. Like in a festival setting, obviously if you're an artist that's, you know, like my size or whatever, not many people would have heard your stuff before. But there will be a few people that would have heard your, your, your most popular songs. And it's funny because sometimes, yeah, when you perform a song and only a few people know it, everyone in the crowd kind of like, it's almost like they they kind of, it's almost like they know it as well from osmosis. It's just like, oh, the, the beat starts, a couple of people go, oh, I love this song. And everyone else goes crazy as well. And I've seen this happen many times. So sometimes doing the, the stuff that people really know is is what what's going to give you the, the, the best set and what's going to make the best live show. So again, figuring out your set list, seeing what people react to and how they react. Another thing I've seen a few times here yeah, is people kind of change their performance on like how many people are in the crowd. So... They go into a full packed house here. Yeah? They perform crazy and do their thing. But when there's only a couple of people or, you know what I mean, 10 people, they just phone it in. Don't do that, man. We, we've we always had a, a, a policy, yeah? If the show's dead and there's not a lot of people there, we use it as practice and we still go hard. We still do 100% because even with those couple of people there, I want them to still feel like, I gave them their money's worth. I gave them a good show. And I'm not going to go into it now, but I remember doing a show in Manchester in front of three people. Oh, no, 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 no. Two people. No, no, there was three. There was there was four. One of them was a bouncer. There was three people. And yeah, it was really, really bad. But I did my full set. I went all out. And it's jokes because the people who... <laughs> Like the guys in the, in the crowd, they were like, yo, this was sick. It's like they've got their own little personal show. And I would much rather do that than just phone it in and then be like, nah, you know what, man? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he was shit. So, yeah, man. That's that's just some 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 points that I, I had down on on kind of like the practical stuff of doing a show. Um, Some more practical things to lead on from that, from the performance is just like some good practices. So protect your ears, man, earplugs. So many people don't protect their ears. Please protect your ears. If you're doing shows nightly or not even nightly, even if you're only doing a couple of sh a couple of shows a month, man, that loud music is going to affect your hearing. And when you're young, it doesn't matter. But when you, when you get a little bit older, you're going to wish you had your ears. So please protect your ear, your, your hearing. Um, Set list, we kind of touched that already. Make sure your set your set list is tight, man. Like, keep it tight, keep it short, keep it sweet. If you've got a, a 20 minute set, like, I'm gonna be real with you. Most times when I have a 20 minute set, I don't even give them 20 minutes of music 
because it's dependent on, on the kind of show. Again, these are kind of things you need to assess, yeah? If you're doing a, a show in a place where nobody knows your music, then give them the good stuff. Like, you know what I mean? A verse on a hook, then move on. The worst thing is when someone does a whole song, three verses of a song we never heard before, and yeah, it's all right, but you know what I mean? Get on with it. Keep it short, keep it sweet. Even if the pro promoter tells you, yeah, I want half an hour music from you on this on this uh, warm-up set or this support slot, like, you kind of got to mm, maybe maybe not go all out like that because what happens is you're going to, you're going to, a lot of times you're, you're bored of crowd, man. Like, keep it short, keep it sweet. If they start feeling it, that's good. That's great. Again, the, the show, as they say in show business, always keep them wanting more. It's better to give them less than more. So make sure that your live, your your set is tight. Um, You're not going over like too long. Um, and and the songs are are fit for the audience that you're you're, you're performing for. Equipment, make always do your sound check, man. Make sure all the equipment is working properly. Um, let me just check that I put this on. I don't think I did this either. I don't think I put this on my notes. But make sure that all your music is mastered correctly. Make sure it's mastered correctly. If you can, get your make sure your 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 live team, the people that you roll with, make sure you've got. A DJ that you rehearse with that knows what you're doing. My DJ, Renee, she's a genius. Like, I have to admit, we don't rehearse a lot. Um, but I can send her some notes and stuff and she just gets it. So make sure that you, the people in your team, like, know how to, know how you like to perform and how things are supposed to be so you can do a, do a good show. And this is a, like, treat it like a job. I think, especially when I was coming up, man, I always used to see people, even before that they done the the set, like they're in the they're in the green room drinking, like almost drunk, and then they get on stage and it's mad sloppy. Like that's not when you come to work, man. You come to work sober. You come to do the job correctly, and I know everybody wants to be rock and roll and all that, yeah. But make it look rock and roll. Don't really be that because what's going to happen is you're not going to give your your best. You're not going to give a good performance. And I've seen many performers like slack because they were too drunk. They were too high. They thought they looked cool. They did not look cool. They thought they sounded good. They did not sound good. The promoter was unhappy. The people watching it were unhappy. And yeah, you, you don't want that, man. And this is like, when you're on when you're on tour, this becomes a lot more important. All of all of these all the things I'm saying, yeah, are one-off shows. They're important, but when you're on tour, it becomes really important. The rock and roll lifestyle doesn't work, man. Go to bed early. Like when you finish the show, no after parties, man. Especially if you got if you got a show the next day or you got to travel to a show the next day, go go back to the hotel. Make sure you get your 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 sleep, man. Um. And before you, and again, when I say treating this like a job, when you get into the building, like know who you're working with, who's doing the sound, who's do, doing the lights, who's like, who's the, 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 the assistants. Like if you, if you've been around me, you know, when I, when I get into the building, that's the first thing I'm, I'm trying to find out who's who, 
Who's the sound man? That's you, yeah? Dave, big up, bruv. How you doing? You good? Like, how, how are things working? What what do I need to look out for? Cool, man. It's going to be me and you. Like, we're going to get this tight. Yo, who's on the lights? Find out how do you want your lights to be? All that kind of stuff. And treat people with respect. Like, a lot of people do this whole, because you're on stage, you think you're a superstar. Like I said, you think you're rock and roll. Like, no, it's not. And if if we're if we're really being real, a lot of the people, the sound men and the people, a lot of the bar staff are getting paid more than you lot. So chill, chill with the attitude, yeah? Like, treat people with respect, do a good job. Um, as, as you kind of grow, like maybe if you need a, a, a tour manager to deal with some of these issues, to help you around with that, then, you know what I mean, sort that out. Um a tour manager, like your tour manager, tour manager is your assistant for the most part. They're going to liaise with the club to make sure that you have the things that you need when you're on tour, when you're doing a show. If you can find someone in your, in your team, who's good at, good at organizing and can make sure that you have the things you need, then you get that. But whatever you need to make sure that you do a professional, professional job. So kind of moving on a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is, we, we've kind of spoken about, you know what I mean? Being on stage and how you should act and how you should be in the building. How do you go about getting shows? That's a, a thing that I feel like a lot of people don't get. Um, when I first started, I just got shows. Um, I had an album out. I was I was known. The scene was small. Shows just came. Um, they weren't the best paying shows, but... They were very regular. Then it kind of changed a little bit. Um, I had t I had a little bit of time off music. And when I came back in like 2009-ish, the game had changed. I had to change with it. I had to adapt. I had to figure out how how do I get shows. A lot of times I was just calling up promoters. Oh, uh, yo, you just did a show with so-and-so. I rap. Can you book me? All right, cool come down to this club night or, or, or show that's already there. So I wasn't doing any headline shows, nothing like that, but there'd already be a show. They would give me a spot. Sometimes the money was good. Sometimes it wasn't, but that is kind of like how I did like really for a very long time. The, even when I did my, this is my hustle tour, which is 2011, maybe 2012 times. Like I literally just went through I just I was just looking at who was booking the artists that I liked, calling the promoters and being like, yo, um, I want to do a show. Like you you've booked so and so, book me. And that's pretty much, yeah, that's that's just what I did. That's how I did it, that's how I like got it together. So so you, you so you have some options, man. You have the option. Do you need a booking agent? Or what is a booking agent for? I have this conversation, obviously being a booking agent, I have this conversation quite a lot. And a lot of the times I tell artists like, you don't necessarily need a booking agent to get shows, depending on where you are, because some of you are going to get shows anyway. What you really need a booking agent for is someone who can sit down and plan with you. Someone who's going to really dig into what what is your your live strategy what how are we how are we going to grow this what you see a lot of people doing and this is going to speak to some of you some of you are going to get this straight away because this was me yeah you were doing you're you're doing shows 
in the same size rooms for the same money and you've been doing that for years. I think I was probably doing that for about a decade. And the money did go up, yeah? But the money went up by force. The money didn't go up because the rooms got bigger. The money went went up because I would just, I would just tell promoters, nah, you can't book me for 250 no more. You have to book me for 500 pound. Nah, you can't book me for 500 pound no more. Now it's 700 pound. And that worked for a little bit, but it really only worked on a one-off with one with a promoter each time. Because what would happen is the promoter who books you for 250 pound and makes his money back is going to book you again. The promoter who books you for 700 pound and loses money is not going to book you again. So yeah, oh cool, you you got your 750 quid, but you're not getting booked again by this promoter because your strategy was poor. You're, you were you were still working the same rooms. You're still doing 100 cap, 150 cap rooms that you've been doing for the last 10 years. There's no growth. So that's where a booking agent becomes quite important because what they're going to do is sit down with you and figure out how do we get bigger how do we scale what you've been doing and that's that's almost the whole game the the other part of it is depending on your booking agent what is their network who do they know and who are they cool with who are they who have they done shows with before what promoters do they work with like what promoters are cool with them and all that kind of stuff. That's when that becomes really important. So your your agent has to have all of those, all of those things for you to be successful. Otherwise, it's it's not it's probably not really gonna work very well for you. Um so if if you're gonna go the booking agent route, you kind of gotta find with a booking agent, it's almost the same as finding finding a manager, man. Like who do you gel with, man? Like who do you who can you who can you vibe with? Who's who works? Like who's gonna put the work in for you? Who's gonna keep that those lines of communication open? Let you know every week what they're doing, um, and you also feeding back to them, letting them know, yo, I'm about to drop this project. This project's coming in two months. Get the tour ready. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Or oh, yo, this promoter just 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 uh, hit me up. They want to book me for this date. Okay, cool. A lot of people go, well, why don't you just take it? Why why are you sending this to the to the your agent and they're taking their 10% or their 15% or whatever? Okay, I'll give you the game. That was the one show that that promoter was giving you, yeah? You're going to give it to your agent. Your agent's going to go, okay, cool. You've got this show here with this promoter. I'm going to dig into this and find out what else this, this promoter does. I'm also going to find out what other shows we can have around that. Like, I'm, I'm going to build something around this one thing you've given me. You've given me one brick, I'm going to build you a house. That's when it becomes really important. And again, if you can do that stuff yourself, then then so be it. It's like everything in the music industry. If you can do it yourself, do it. If you can release a record without a record label, do it. If you can get your own video shot and edited, do it like if you can do it yourself then by all means do it but um it's i remember bumpy bumpy knuckles saying you rob banks with bank robbers so find someone who does that thing like a person people who really do that that's who you do it with if you are going to be your own agent then then what do you need to do so again you need to find promoters man you need to find out who's booking who you need to figure out like what i know the genre i do but what like who is like me that's getting booked? Where are they getting booked? How much are they getting booked for? What's the fee? 
and an easy way to figure out what your fee should be is how many tickets can you sell? If you can't sell 30 tickets in your hometown or in any in any place really, your fee's gonna be very low. Your your fee's gonna be staying in in the in the low hundreds if that once you get to a point where you can bring in, you know what I mean, 60, 70 to a hundred people into a show, again, that's a game changer. Once you start being in in positions where you can bring a thousand people into a into a venue, then you're 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 on you're on a, di- a totally different level. And for me, when I'm speaking to artists, that's always what I'm trying to what we're we're aiming for. Where can we or how can we get to the place where we can go to any town and sell two fifty, sell two hundred and fifty tickets? That's where we want to be. And then we figure out well. What do we need to be doing to get there? What are the steps that we need to take? Do we need to first do the small room? Oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's do the small room. What do we do? What happens once we get that small room? What happens when we sell those 30 tickets? What do we say to those people in the room that just spent their hard-earned money during this um, crisis you know what I mean? Cost of living crisis. What do we what do we say to those those thirty people who spent their money to to get them to come back again with more people to spread the word and be like, yo, next time they come to my town, you don't need to come. I came I came by myself last time, but yeah, I've been telling my mates, and we're we're all coming this time. How do you get to a point where you're in? I'm in I'm in uh, Dublin, and I've got people who travelled to three hours in the snow to come and see me because they're like yo we don't know when you're gonna be here again we we, we packed we packed the car we all came we came to see you so it, it's it's your job once they're in the room to let them know what's going on and again that's kind of how you build that's your show strategy routing um when you're this is this is so this is like again more practical stuff if you're booking your own shows trying to make sure that you're you're not booking, I don't know, you've got a show in Brighton and then two days later, you've got a show in Newcastle and then a, a, a day later, you've got a show in London and then, then you're in Birmingham. Like, route properly, man. Make sure that you're, you're doing the shortest route. The, 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 quickest, the quickest route is a straight line, isn't it? So try to make sure you're doing that because that's really going to save you on your travel money and your accommodation. And again, that goes back into the fees. When you're getting your fee, how much of that fee is being taken up by travel and accommodation? Are you getting travel and accommodation on top of that? Can you negotiate that? Again, that's when a booking agent becomes really helpful. Um, so I guess that that's kind of like the main stuff really, man. Um, the other part I kind of want to touch on is promotion. So it it is the promoter's job to promote the show. Yes. And for the most part, the promoters are going to promote the show. They're going to do kind of what they've been doing. So they're going to put some posters up locally. Um, They, they might put some ads up on Instagram facebook ads um and that's pretty much all they're going to do to get you to get people through the door so 
really and truly promotion really comes down to you like as an artist and a creative can you think of creative ways to promote your next show to let people know you're performing in a certain town and what are the ways that you can do that and that has to be that that's you know i mean that's you that's up to you that's your that's a question for you to answer um so manga his tour is about to by the time you hear this he'd already be on tour and he is one of the best if not the best at self-promotion and creating authentic content that speaks to his followers and following about what he's doing and not only gets them involved and engaged but gets them to spread the word and he does it in his way and if you ever get a chance to see what he's doing go and see it but like you need to figure out for yourself what are you doing to let people to let to let people know that you have a show coming more than just posting a, a flyer y'all posting a pic y'all got a show coming up in this time and this date all right cool make me want to go to your show how can you do that what are the other things that you can do to to create some excitement for this show you're about to do and once you've created that buzz that hype that content that makes me go ah man i can't wait to go to this show or spend my money to go and see your show when i'm in the room you better make sure it lives up to the hype and that's how you that's how you build man like there's, there's so many ways yeah that you can trick the algorithm nowadays man there's so many things you can do you can buy views you can buy plays you can buy you can buy everything but what you can't buy is people to buy tickets they have to do that on their own they have to want to buy the ticket you can't have bots in the room you have to have real people in the room so all the other fake stuff all the other stuff it doesn't it means nothing because again like i said for most of us the number one way we're going to make money from music is live shows so make sure your live show is on point man i think that's pretty much all i have to say on that man so yeah um i just want to say like a massive thank you to everyone who's been checking this podcast and sharing the podcast as well again i never thought it would be as successful um and as big as it's becoming and i really appreciate it please keep sending your questions if you have questions that you want answered then hit me up on instagram um yeah man just just dm me let me know what the, the questions you have or what questions you want answered please keep sharing it with with your people who are creatives um and, and yeah just give me tips man just just let me know how you how you think we can improve the show or what kind of stuff you want to hear what kind of stuff you want to see but until next time man stay blessed and remember no one else can define your success but you and success doesn't define you you define success so until you find and define yourself you never find success Peace.